Coming up, we talk to Coach McElwain about how workouts are going with the team, gyms being reopened, high school football coming back, and what last Saturday was like for Coach Mack, knowing Central Michigan was supposed to begin their season. Jim Holton, the owner of Mountaintown Brewing Company, Camille's Prime, and Summit Smokehouse, joins us this week. He discusses how he got started navigating through the pandemic, helping provide for CMU football, and so much more. Thanks for your continued support, and enjoy this week's podcast. It is officially, Coach Mack, the 20th episode of the oh, Coach man. Mack podcast. How about that? How does that sound? Did, did you say 20th? Number 20, and we're still doing this thing. Uh, that, that's crazy. I mean, that. Uh, I, I still, it, it. every time we get on this and those numbers kind of in, keep uh, increasing like that, um, I actually kind of am curious. Is, is there a podcast police like that they go on and say, you know what, I, I don't know that we can do this anymore. Is it, I'm, I'm just, fill me in on that. I don't know if there is, but I like the alliteration there. That's a catchy name, the podcast police. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. yeah I, I just, uh, I'm just excited we're still doing it. How's that? Hey, it's great to be talking with you every single week, talking chip football, talking about just anything in general. Anything flies on this podcast. I think that's the best part, right? No, that's it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to even our guests today and, uh, It'll be totally something, kind of off the wall a little bit, but I think something that'll be really interesting for everybody. Well, Coach, you've stressed it, and we've talked about supporting the local businesses, especially through this pandemic. And Jim Holton, the owner of, of course, Mountain Town Brewing, Camille's Summit Steakhouse and Tap Room, and he's got a brewing company in Alma as well. A lot of great spots to choose to go and enjoy uh, some drinks of your choice, uh, some excellent food, and just a time to Go out and support the community and check out the, the local businesses, and he's got a few of the best here in the Mount Pleasant area. Oh, yeah, and, and I tell you what, he's uh, and, and we'll get to him here in a bit, but uh, boy, what he's done for our program and feeding our guys and, and you know, doing it on a shoestring, I just, you know, as, as, as a lot of people in town have done, you know, I think this is kind of cool that, that we'll get a, you know, visit with him. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. That's coming up. But before we get there, Coach, let's check in with you and the team. And uh, yeah. you, you get an allotted amount of time with them every week. I know this is, as we record on Wednesdays, this is practice day. So give us an update on how the latest practice has gone with the guys. Boy, I tell you, I it is so much fun. I uh, just got to tell you, and, and the kids are enthused. You know, Wednesdays are our day where uh, we actually go out as a whole team and uh, – you know, doing things that, that, that we're allowed to do, but having all of them on the, on the field at the same time, it's just, it's, it's great to see. And, uh, you know, we're just in helmets and of course, uh, the helmets is kind of interesting or kind of, uh, all of them, uh, around the face mask area basically have a shield, uh, which helps. And then actually it, it takes place of, of having the mask on. So, uh, it's kind of an interesting look. It's a little bit different, you know, seeing it, but at the same time that, that kind of is, is how that, that, that works as far as the mask piece. And then, uh, you know, letting the guys go out and compete a little bit and play, they're just in helmets. We're not hitting each other and doing all that kind of stuff, but, you know, being able to actually run a practice, go through the individual drills, you know, going through group drills, going through offense and defensive drills and, and being able to meet with them. Um, I, I, I tell you this, I really like our team and, uh, say we've got some pretty good darn players. I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's kind of exciting. Coach, I've got a request for you. Cause I know Coach McElwain is a huge social media guy. Like, I know yeah. that's that's yeah, top right. on your list of, of yeah. things that you need to do. But right. I think if you get some time, I know you're a busy man, I think you should post a picture of one of these helmets whenever you get a chance and just uh, show the Chippewa fans what your guys are utilizing now to stay healthy and follow the protocols of, of the pandemic and making sure they're still safe while they – continue to practice football. I think that'd be pretty cool because I'm interested to see what these what these masks and shields kind of look like on the helmet. 
Yeah, you, you know what? I should do that, but yeah. uh, don't put the pressure on me because I'm going to have to go research how this Twitter thing, the tweeter thing works. Yeah, because I, I, I know I gotta, you, you probably I gotta don't. Figure, <laughs> I got to figure out how that, uh, what that's all about. But uh, it, at the same time, you know, that'd be good for me. I, I figured out how to turn the computer on and actually work Zooms, right? So, so I figured I could do this. You know, I'm going to get Karen on the phone and make sure she can teach you how to take a picture on your phone because you probably don't there even know go. how to do that. So you can do that with these? <laughs> yes, Coach McElwain, you can take pictures uh, on the iPhone. But uh, that's, 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 ra- that's, that's rather terrifying. <laughs> now, wait till I find that. I'll be snapping everything. There you go. Well, that's my that's my challenge this week, Chippewa fans. I've asked. We'll see if if Coach Mack delivers seven days. I'll give you to get a picture okay. of uh, the the helmet out there on Twitter, so we can see what this looks like. Okay, no guarantees, but go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, all right. I love it. Well, hey, Coach, that's awesome to hear though that your guys are out there. They're working hard, and just to have them back on the field. I mean, you and the coaches together. You said that you liked this team. What do you like about the makeup of this team as you get prepared here, for that season? Here, here's what I like. I, I, I like our athleticism, and, and what do I mean by that? I, I like what they've been doing with Joel and his guys, you know, in the outdoor weight room up in the concourse, and really our ability to really focus on uh, initial quickness, first step quickness, change your direction, you know, those type of things that you would normally try to get in your off-season program. Um, I'm really seeing some of that, and we're able to focus on it right now. I, You know, this this 12-hour-a-week uh, calendar, I really hope moving forward, you know, I'll bring it up, nobody listen, but um, I think this is a fantastic uh, off-season kind of way of doing it. You know, because the get the kids can go out and play catch, you know, with a football. They can use some bags, but you're not doing any, you know, eleven on eleven or any of that kind of stuff. But it allows your coaches to actually go work with the guys individually, and you know, it's a lot like um, I think we've talked about it. But a ways back, uh, basketball put something in similar to this, where they could work with a limited number of of players you know, on individual skills. And I believe in their case, it had to be below five. So, you know, you're not putting in plays or whatever, but it allows you to actually go out as a coach and, and teach the guys. And man, this has been fantastic. Yeah, that's great to hear. And we know from, from watching your first season last year, how many talented guys, whether they had already made an impact with central Michigan football, or they really stepped up and had a breakout year last season, the fact that they're getting individual work with you and your coaches only seems like they're going to be that much better the next time they take the field. Well, let's just make sure that we uh, note this. They, they get to work with our individual coaches, you know, not so much me, because usually I end up screwing them up, Adam. <laughs> well, that's the important part. We know how great your staff is, Coach Mack, so yeah. awesome to hear about the guys out there competing in, in the practices and in the individual workouts, but you mentioned it. You guys have been working out outside, but gym restrictions have yeah. now been lifted. So are, are the guys back in the weight rooms, or how does that affect your team? Yeah, no, I tell you, and and it couldn't have come. You know, as you know, weather's starting to change a little bit. Yeah, and uh, really not so much for us, um, but for the other sports, uh, you know, especially the indoor ones, um, being able to now get in their own gyms, you know, and work, you know, and, and, you know, it's, it's their classroom, right. So they're able to get in the classroom and, and, uh, do their workouts. And, and, uh, I'm really excited about that. You know, our ability to use the indoor for some things training wise is, is important. We're still, you know, limited numbers, you know, that we can have in the indoor, uh, be it in the weight room or in the indoor facility. But at the same time, just our other sports being able to use the weight room, we're going to still use the outdoor concourse. I think there's, you know, as a football program to help the other programs on campus. So they we're not taking up uh, weight room time. We build up, you know, the things we need to do uh, up in the outdoor concourse. And then eventually we'll get into that new facility and we'll move into that weight room, uh, which is much needed 
just to take the wear and tear and the time uh, for the other sports uh, in, in the one weight room that we have. Yeah, it's uh, very tough to dribble a basketball, or I saw there's there's a volleyball net out there on the track. You, you can't do that when there's a foot of snow on the ground, so it's no. great to see. Is that's You know that's, <laughs> that's around right. the corner here in Michigan. That's right. It, uh, you know, bit by bit, you keep hearing about a little more different testing and some things like that, and, and uh, you know, as disappointed as I am for our guys, I'm, I'm just so happy for the state, the high school kids in the state of Michigan, or, you know, in our state, uh, that, that are able to, you know, now it got lifted, and they're going to be able to play, which to me is fantastic. I, I just, uh, and talking to those kids, you know, and the recruits and those that, that, you know, just, you talk about uplifting their spirits and how excited they are. I, I think it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I, it was tough. I, I'll be honest, the last two weekends and, and, uh, you know, sitting at home watching college football when you, you know, wonder why your guys can't play, <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? I know we talked about it last week with, with you and Coach Murphy, but the fact that we had Labor Day off and there were still college football games going on on Labor Day and, and over the weekend, but the fact that you and the Chippewas weren't playing, it was a very unique feeling. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for, for you know the five conferences, I guess it is, that aren't playing, is that what it is, four or five? us in the mountain west and the pack 10 12 excuse me in the in the big 10 um you know it's 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 pretty interesting and uh, you know i think what we've seen obviously is uh pressure being applied by you know a lot of different areas uh you know as far as letting these kids play and especially you know knowing that that you know, the, the things that we have in place, uh, you know, to keep our guys safe, uh, it's 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 awful hard to just sit and watch. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and uh, we're hoping that that Central Michigan football does happen in the spring. Is that I know you're getting daily updates, coach, but is yeah. that still what you're planning for? Is that spring season? Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, you know, just visited with our um, interim athletic director, uh, Rachel Blunt, who's doing a fantastic job for us. Uh, you know, uh, you know, prior to getting us, um, uh, you know, somebody hired, she's, uh, she's been on those calls. Uh, she keeps me updated, uh, as to the different things that are going on within the league. Um, actually tonight, um, I've got a, uh, conference call with the commissioner and the other coaches. So we should kind of know a little bit more. They've, they've put out some initial calendar type options and, and ideas. And, and I think we're really headed in the right direction and, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing and investing in ourselves until they tell us we get to go play and then we'll get together as a team and get it done. Yeah, and that's great to hear. Obviously, there's been no announcements from the MAC, but obviously we know that you and the coaches and the conference are, are having those discussions, which is all good news because us, you as coaches, the student-athletes, obviously, and, and of course all the fans across Central Michigan and the Mid-American Conference, we want to see your guys compete. And uh, it sounds like things are, are hopefully going to happen once uh, once the spring gets here. You hit it on the head, and, and uh, you know, what. We'll, We'll see. We'll, we'll, like I said, we, every day, um, you know, we can, the thing I've kind of learned through all this is you just, you, you know, you set plans, you set goals, but more than anything, you've got to be able to uh, live in the now and, and be able to adjust uh, with whatever might change uh, that day. Well, I want to ask you this, Coach, with all the sports, because it's, it's heating up right now, everything that's going on. You talked about high school football in the state of Michigan. Of course, college football has started. The NFL starts this week. You've got baseball in the heat of their final month. The NBA's in the playoffs. The NHL. So let me ask you, on the weekend... Okay, now, now let's just go to baseball real quick. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. So, um, what was considered the dog days of summer? I don't, I don't think there was any. Okay. So I've been trying to figure that piece out, you know, like, uh, but really there wasn't this year. Am I correct? 
Well, I would say for a Tigers fan, the dog days of summer might have happened today. I, I don't know if you saw, but they lost 19 to nothing. Well, you know, that, um, you know, but, sometimes, you, you know, the other team must have missed a couple extra points and, um, you know, offensively, they couldn't get any touchdowns, I guess, right? They needed <laughs> they needed a few touchdowns. They would have won today. That's right. But, uh, you know, that's okay. You know, get it out of your system, right? That's why, like football, they don't have to wait a week. They get an opportunity to play again tomorrow, so they can just shake that off. You know, that's always the amazing thing when, you know, and even as a kid and as a player, um, when you play those other sports, you know, that the football you have to live with for a week right uh, between games and hopefully you win your game before a bye right so you don't have to live with it for two weeks but you know in a lot of the other sports you get that opportunity to get right back out there you know you you, you know there might be you know preseason where in basketball you might have three games in a week maybe even four you know um you know those type of things uh, obviously baseball you know you the goal there is to win the series, right? Uh, you, you know, that the guys that win the most series against a team are the ones that usually make it to the playoffs. And, you know, in, in, uh, in football, it's, you know, you really got to do a good job of tearing off the rear view mirror because it can hang with you all week. If you don't pick yourself up and say, all right, here we go. So that was going to be my question of all the sports that are back What's what's the priority list? Maybe you just answered it. Is it baseball that that Coach Mack is watching when he sits down and has a couple of minutes? Well, you know, obviously, it, you know, I mean, I'll shoot it straight. What the heck? This podcast goes out to thirteen, fourteen people. <laughs> right? um, I was absolutely a wreck and was miserable watching the college football. Yeah. And, you know, wished I had the remote in my hand that, you know, that I could actually go rewind and fast forward and all that kind of stuff. But um, that that was really hard. I'm just straight up. It was uh, it was hard to take um, and, and hard to watch and yet was really happy for the guys that were playing. Right. I think it was awesome. And uh, see those coaches out there coaching and the kids out there competing. Um, you know, I was really happy for them, but it was hard. Now, to take it a step further, I love watching baseball on the radio. All right. So I have been known to maybe have a baseball game on the radio and then watch whatever other sport there might be on the TV. Two for the so price of one. That. That's exactly right. So I kind of go that way with it. And, and uh, you know, to kind of catch your breath a little bit, you know, if I get in the, uh, you know, my Ram pickup uh, that that I drive and uh, turn on a baseball game and just go drive through the back roads here in, in mid-Michigan and listen to a ball game, I, you know what, there's nothing more, to me, more pleasant than that. Yeah, you can't beat that, no doubt about that. Coach, I want to go back to Saturday because I, I think, like you, there were many Chippewa fans and many football fans that woke up on Saturday, September 5, the day that was supposed to be the first real full football day of college football, and there wasn't a game. And I think they had that kind of empty feeling that it sounds like you had. I know certainly I did. I, I went over to the stadium and, and got up there. It, it felt like a fall, crisp morning, and just yeah. had a chance to to look out there and, and go in my broadcast booth and the fact that there wasn't going to be a game to call and wouldn't get a chance to watch you coach and the student-athletes compete, you know, you get it, but it also, it's uh, it's tough because you're, you're used to doing that every year. So w what was that day or, or maybe just waking up that morning like for you knowing that it, it should have been a game day? Well, you know, I was sick to my stomach. Um and it wasn't because of nerves, <laughs> you know, um, getting ready for an opener. But the fact that we weren't getting ready for an opener, it, uh, and yet watching a product on the field, you know, that, uh, you know, is something we should be involved with. It was, it was very, it was very hard. And it wasn't, you know, not from the personal piece. My piece was for the 
players and our coaches and uh, the, 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 the people that, that put so much into it, right. The, the reward is a Saturday and, you know, to see that in the joy on those kids faces and, and, you know, the people who sell the popcorn, you know, the, the, the band, the, the cheerleaders, the parents, the, uh, family members, the, you know, all the, you know, that, that, I think we forget sometimes about all the people that, you know, it really affects. And uh, that's where I felt sick to my stomach was for all those people that, that didn't get that opportunity to be in Kelly shorts on, on the field. Cause that's pretty much what it's like on a college campus on a fall Saturday, when there's a football game at home, especially in Mount Pleasant. I mean, most of the community is they're focused on that. They're focused on that game, whether it's tailgating, whether it's the businesses expecting Chippewa fans to come in and, you know, support them, whether it's actually going to the game, maybe it's watching or listening to the game, wherever you are. I mean, it's a big deal to get everybody together, and that's, I think, what makes it so special is everyone is is coming together for that one unique game, which is Central Michigan football. And, uh, again, we certainly hope it comes back soon because that community aspect, as you mentioned, the people that surround that game and put so much into it, they're as big of a part of the game as your coaches and your student athletes out there competing. Yeah, and just, you know, going back, it wasn't, you know, the the, the feeling was so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even put it into words, and yet, you know, I'm watching a opening kickoff and um, not seeing our guys, you know, involved in it. Um, that 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 was hard. Yeah, it uh, it was a tough day, and again, we're we're looking for for better days coming for Central Michigan football and, and for them to get back on the fields. And uh, I think the good news, Coach, you, you take it two ends of the spectrum, although it was, you know, a bummer of a day for, for CMU and not having the game. The good news is we've, we've seen games happen at the That's collegiate right. level and, and the NFL get started up, and, and they're, they're going well so far. They've, they've taken the necessary protocols and we're seeing them succeed. So that's obviously great news as we look to the future of, of having football as we try and get through this pandemic. Yeah, and, and, you know, happy for those guys that are that are out there doing it. I mean, it's 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 awesome. We get, uh, what, we get a Thursday night NFL game uh, this week. Then we've got opening day uh, for them, you know, on 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 Sunday. And, and uh, you know, I'm I just it's 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 different. And yet, you know what? Let's celebrate those that are playing and, uh, you know, cheer for them. And, and uh, you know, that's that's what I've you know, got to kind of find myself doing. Did I hear you say that this is the Detroit Lions year and they are going to get the Super Bowl here in 2021? Just like I talked about the Tigers. <laughs> I, I, I'm a Michigan homer here now, right? I mean, you know, if the Red Wings, if the Red Wings could have gotten into the uh, bubble, you know, I'm sure they'd have gone all the way. You know, I'm just telling you. It's so... Um, but yeah, no tigers, lions, here we go. Well, we teased it earlier, but coach Mack, why don't you bring in our yeah. guest this week? Well, this is one I'm really excited about. In fact, uh, he and his wife, Karen, they, they were really some of the first people I actually met when I came to Mount Pleasant. And, uh, and I've just got to say this, what Jim Holton and, and all of his restaurants have done, uh, for this town, but more so for our football program, um, he and many of the business owners around have really stepped up and, and really jumped in and helped our guys. And, and uh, Jim, it's great to have you on, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, Coach, thanks for having me on. It's good, uh, good to hear from you in these odd times. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, I, I, I know that you uh, obviously you know, went to school here. You were a chip. Yeah. Um, and, and yet kind of tell us how that, what kind of path was that? How the heck did you come to Mount Pleasant and uh, it is different and and kind of go from there a little bit as you do that? Yeah, so I was looking at uh, coming out of high school, um, looking at three schools. I was looking at Central, 
Western and the University of Iowa. I have family connections out there and applied to all three. We were accepted at all three. And uh, you were you were accepted to all three. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Okay. Yeah, okay, I, good. I, I didn't even have to pay. I didn't have to pay anything to, to get accepted, so which is kind of interesting. You weren't part of that admission scandal thing that no. was going on. Okay, no, good. I didn't have enough money to even <laughs> mail in the, the application, I think, in the days. So, uh, and I was looking at it, well, maybe I'll do something different than my sister who went to Central. And she basically sat me down and said, uh, if you go to Western, I'm going to disown you as a child, as my brother, <laughs> a sibling, I should say. So, um, so, and it was closer to home and I wasn't sure if I was going to take that, that journey out to the middle of Iowa out there in Iowa city. So I elected to come to central to get my degree in meteorology. I was going to be a weatherman. So my, my goal was to get into aviation meteorology and run those planes around the storms. So you didn't get bumped and jumped and maybe crashed and those type of things. And so that's what I was going to do. And, uh, it worked out pretty good till I turned 21 years of age and found out what beer, women, and uh, differential <laughs> equations can do to your study habits, and uh, that didn't work out real well. So I elected to move that math over to more on the, on the economic side and the business side and got my degrees in economics and business administration and uh, started brewing some beer in my dorm room. You know, it wasn't illegal to brew beer. It was just illegal to consume beer. So I was just brewing it for the science of it, obviously, in the dorm room in those days. And I thought, boy, it'd be kind of cool to open up a brewery in a college town, just kind of brew some craft beer. And that's pretty much what set the stage for me to start my first uh, brewery and restaurant called Mountain Town Station in a renovated train station downtown. And I, that was about 24, 25 years ago when I did that. So I've been stuck and planted here ever since and enjoying the community and the people that I've, been, I've met along the way. So, you know, as, as, as it, You've obviously expanded, right? You, you've yeah. got a couple, not a couple, quite a few places that, by the way, in case anybody hasn't ever had a steak at Camille's, I'm telling you, go. Go to Camille's <laughs> Prime, all right? And, and by the way, the Summit, you've done an outstanding job bringing barbecue and, and, and grilled foods, you know, into town. Yep. But tell us about kind of just all the places that you have and how those have kind of evolved. Yeah, so, you know, my first animal was Mountain Town Station, and uh, it's been a great uh, brew pub, uh, steakhouse-style American restaurant in an old train station, and we focused on a lot of the American fare overlooking the Chippewa River and, and just pretty cool with that. And then, uh, and then you know, I was looking at the town, and, and you know, I like to do things that are a little different uh, than, let's say, the chain restaurants, so I want to do a little bit more of a finer dining uh, prime-style restaurant, so we started off with a... It was, uh, but we weren't close enough to the river, so we moved it over to Camille's Prime. I named it after my mother, oh. and uh, we're doing prime-grade steaks, um, the fresh flown-in seafood, and just do a nice, uh, a good atmosphere and just a high-quality restaurant to come in and sit down and really enjoy some of the finer things in life uh, when you come to Camille's Prime. Then we decided I was driving around a small town south of us in Elma, Michigan, real small, uh, nice college town. Um, a good manufacturing down there. And I said, you know, this would be a prime place to open up another little small downtown eatery. So we opened up Elma Brewing Company. Small brewery, American food, you know, burgers, nachos, seafood, uh, those type of things down there, right in the heart of downtown in those old-style buildings, you know, long and narrow with the exposed brick down there and the hardwood floors that are kind of wavy because they're over 100-plus years old. Sure. And the town of Elma has been great. Right downtown. They've been great people uh, down there. The community uh, has embraced us down there. Elma College has embraced us. It's just been a, been a great uh, addition to our restaurant family, but also the community of Elma, which has been, they've been great to me from there. And then lastly, we, we talked about, you know, barbecue. And we were in a, we had a manufacturing of, of beer called uh, Mount Pleasant Brewing Company years back. And we produced beer in kegs and cans. And, you know, we wanted to do a little addition to that so we built a building uh and added a place called the summit smokehouse so smoking brisket you know prime grade brisket ribs uh pork shoulders sausage chicken those type of things and really try to bring some of that smoke into it into our I've community i've got to stop you there because uh the the chicken wings the smoked chicken wings you do, <laughs> i'm telling you they're that, good adam have you had those 
No, I just uh, I salivate over the the pig mac that I get there is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the pig mac is good. Also, well, the yeah. the brisket burnt ends as the starters. Oh yeah. my goodness! <laughs> the burnt ends are a number one appetizer. It's a lot of meat on a on a plate. You go you go get those chicken wings too, and I'm telling you what, the smoked, it just perfection. But so what? And and then you kind of always keep your eye out for things like that. Is, is yeah. there? Some other things that that you kind of, you know, or is, are those trade secrets that you can't well, get? Out well, I don't. You know, it's I, if if it wasn't uh, the COVID time, you know, sure. I could probably disclose what's going on uh, in you. my life and things like that. But you want to talk about a, a kick in the old, you know, where yeah. uh, just kind of sets you back a little bit. And so we've refocused on our facilities, just getting them open, operating yeah. them at that fifty percent, social distancing, masks, sanitizer. You know, uh, everything you could think of to try to make this work for everybody. Our goal is to get open back up again. Right. We're doing it right, we believe. You know, we're taking all the precautions, and the customers are coming in, and they're enjoying all of our restaurants again, finally. Uh, but it's definitely a unique and trying time for us. But we're – I have a great team that I wouldn't be here without them. Like, you have a great team, Mac. I have a great team as well. And without them, I couldn't be successful in my facilities that I have. We talk every day. We come up with solutions every day and ideas. We're very open door, and uh, we're going to make it through this. And we're going to look back, and I had that in our meeting today. I said, we're going to look back and say it was a, a year from hell that we made it through, and we came out stronger and leaner on the other end, and we're ready. To, we're poised for the next 10, 15, 20 years. So, you know, during that time, and um, I, you know, hate to keep bragging about your food, so, you know, because I know <laughs> keep I'm going to No, please do. Okay, but um, – <laughs> You know, at, at, down at Mountain Town Station, you actually did some renovations, and uh, wow, that yeah. out of that brick-fired oven that you put yeah. in. Yeah, tell us yeah, about we, that a little bit. Yeah, we did a little different. You know, so I'm, you know, I'm sitting around the the week after we closed up. You know, you know, crying in my soup, going, I don't know if I'll ever open up again. You know, here's my dream that I started when I was 25 years of age, right out of college, and I didn't think I was going to make it through this. From there, well, time goes on. You learn a little bit more. You 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 feel better about opening up again, like we have uh, from there. But before I did that, I'm like, you know, I don't want to open up and do the same thing over again. So we did a lot of lipstick and mascara. We call it. We painted. We cleaned. New light fixtures. New fans. You know, coolers. Uh, you know, really kind of spruced up the place because we had the time to do it. We couldn't do it when we're open every single day of the week. So this is the great opportunity to do that. And I said, you know. I've always wanted to do this, this brick-fired or stone-fired pizzas. And so I found an oven, had it shipped in, had the darn thing installed, and it was an animal to get in. It weighs 4,600 pounds, um, just its dry weight. So you got that in a forklift, trying to get that thing into a space, uh, you know, the size of a VW bug. And uh, we shoved her on in there with a lot of help. Well, I and, uh, what a great yeah. pizza. I'm telling you. It, thank you. It's been fun. And we did – what we're doing is – Get the best you can get, you know. So I had pizza consultants from out west. Um, I had just a whole bunch of people involved in developing the right ingredients for it. You thought, pizza's pizza. You got dough, sauce, cheese, you know, some toppings, and you cook it. Couldn't be farther from the, from the actualities of what happens with these things. It's the right kind of flour. It's how you hold it, how you stretch it, all the different blends of cheeses that we went through, the different sauces, the sweetness, the tarts, everything you can think of to get the best pizza that we feel we could make out of this type of oven. And uh, so far it's been rocking. People are really enjoying it so far. You know, Adam, also on that with the dough component, now, you know, cause we've talked a lot about cooking on this uh, podcast in the past, but you actually have to uh, uh, figure out the actual elevation you're at. Yes. And very how much that so. affects the, the yeast and, and obviously the dough itself. How about that, yeah. Adam? Coach Mack, do you have a pizza recipe as well? As a matter of fact, on the green egg, I do work pizza. And it's it's nowhere like Jimmy's, okay, all right, at, at Mountain Town Station. But, you know, I do it on the green egg, you know, with two different Those pieces are wonderful. on that. And uh, get the temperature up around 700 to 750. Yeah. And uh, go to work, man. It's, 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 but the dough, I think you hit it, Jim, the dough is really part of the secret as to where you live it makes a difference it really does you yeah. know the type of flour that you use and what temperature 
that you're you're making these happen. You know, these these we call them the dough balls, and then we stretch and things like that. You know, Mount Pleasant's at 771 feet above sea level. You know, we have to we're ready for it. We're not in Denver. We're going to be totally different out there, out in Montana. Yeah, um, it does make a difference. And it's well, right. It's the type of yeast you use. It. it I learned a lot. You you know, I was actually able to, you you know, you mentioned that we're at, you know, 700 feet, and I can officially say this is the first and only place I've actually climbed to the top of Mount Pleasant. Yeah, oh boy. Yes, you have. I got got way up there. uh, Yes, you did. But, you know, I I think just, you know, I think an interesting point, too, you know, about just you being in the community, all right? Um, Just kind of a fun fact Tell me how you got into politics and served as a commissioner and the mayor. All right. Now explain how that works. You know, if you're in business, you do not get involved in politics. That's the number one rule. I kept telling myself, do not get involved in local politics or any politics, basically. If you own a business, especially a restaurant, that you're dependent on traffic, people coming through. So I still wanted to serve my community. So I... Um, was appointed to the planning commission. Now that's a great board. You know, the planning commission, you, you meet once a month, you see all the new businesses that are coming in town. They have site plan reviews or special use permits. And you just kind of say, you know, I think it's a great idea. Can you put a couple of trees here just to screen that, that guy's house over there so they don't see the lights? Sure. No problem. You know, kind of work it that way and get it approved from there. Then uh, one of the commissioners, um, the city commissioners uh, resigned because he took a job out of state. And uh, so I'm like, okay. So they asked me to to serve. And I'm like, temporary? Yeah, just temporary. It's only going to be for about a month and a half, two months, until they run an election and they they elect a new city commissioner. Like, okay. So I made the jump over there. And, you know, one thing led to another. Why don't you run? Well, I'll just run for one term. Okay. So I ran and I won my election. And uh, I don't know, I don't know how it happened to be honest with you, Mac. But all of a sudden, I was elected to the mayor's position of the city of Mount Pleasant for three years. Um, that was different, you know. Yeah. You look back on, remember, my rule was don't get involved in politics, and now I'm the mayor of Mount Pleasant. <laughs> Worst possible spot I could be being in business, you know. <laughs> if you're going to make a controversial decision, you're going to upset half your base right there. Half the community is going to go against you. Oh, but I said to myself, explain what decisions you're going to make, make them, and then just make them for the benefit of the entire city, not just for the one street or the one house. What's the best thing you can do for the city on any decision you can make? And that's how I rolled for for 10 years uh, on the city commission and mayor for three. So it was a it was a great thing to do. I think it was a great service to the community. I really enjoyed it. It was very fulfilling, but it also was great to be retired from the city commission as well. Yeah, you know, I, I uh, you know, when 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 I was told you were the former mayor, <laughs> I, I, I'm just gonna just go ahead and say it right now. I would have loved to have been in those meetings. Okay, I'm just gonna say that, right? just they that were back. they were fun. All right. All right, but I had my political hat on when I was up in front and the cameras were on. You know, I was all suited up. Uh, uh, you see the other side of me as well. So that side didn't come out very often. Uh, I did have to be the, the mayoral role, but it was fulfilling. I was able to go to Japan and meet our sister city over there and, and, and do some some mayoral work over there and signing of documents and things like that. It was very uh, it was very cool to be a part of that. Obviously, you didn't uh, research the sushi over there. No. Okay, no. good. Just checking. But, no doubt uh, about that. Yeah. But, hey, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I know, you know, I'm – I, I know that you just cringe when you get a phone call from us because uh, yeah oh yeah every know, time um, what but what you do feeding our team and our kids just absolutely love it and and obviously you you do it at a you know <laughs> at a low cost to help us which I know but tell us what that's kind of like and and let it be known that was an unbelievable Thanksgiving feast you put on for our whole team and family that was fun. And, and everything, but uh, you and your crew of guys put that on and, and uh, means so much to us. But what, what is that like when you get an order? Okay. Yeah. I, got, I got an yeah. order for 150 and yep. you know, the smallest guy is, 
well, it ranges from 370 pounds, you know, to 200 pounds. How, how do you figure that out? It was very simple. We took our normal catering rules of a certain amount of food per person, and we threw it right in the trash after the first time we did it because we had to recalculate and say, and say that's going to be two and a half times a, a human being consuming food, you know, for us. So that first time was, wow, uh, we need to do a lot more. And uh, we, we love doing it. The guys love doing it. Uh, it's, it's just we have it down pat right now, our assembly line, we get together that now we're doing portion control meals. So they go in a, in a carryout box, individual box itself, and we just pack those things full. And we get a line going down the middle of our kitchen on a, a couple of long tables, and we just knock it out, box it, and your crew comes in, and in their SUVs, we flip up the back and load them up, and away it goes. And, yeah. uh, and we are, we're happy to do it for the team because we know the value of this for the team itself. You need big guys. You know, yeah. you need big players. That helps in football. That's how football works. And so we can be a part of that in helping in the strength and the energy and the mass increase of your players is key to us and key to your program as well. And we love doing it. We're honored to do it. Well, that, one of the things I've tried to do since we've gotten here is, is you know, reach out to the community. And, and really it's been even since this and in what you had to go through, just reaching out and, you know, the little bit we can feed our guys trying to, you know, trying to help the local businesses as much as we can. And, and uh, you've been, you've been on the forefront of that. And I just, you know, this would be the last nice thing I ever say to you, but thanks, Jimmy. I appreciate wow. you doing that. Well, okay. No, so just, Matt, just no I appreciate you letting us do this. All right, but, it's been yeah. great to do it. And we look forward to doing more of it with you um, because we know you want hundred percent, a hundred percent success for your team. And I know we're just a small part of that, but for my crew, we feel it's, it's, it's huge for us. And this is, of course, a disappointing year for us because you're unable to play. But I think we would have seen some really, really fantastic play this year, and uh, my guys would have known they were part of it, and they would have really, really loved to see that. And a great crew to work with, let you know that. I know our guys, when they go to pick this stuff up, you got like you said, you've got a great team, and, and it doesn't matter what – what you do for business, whether it's football or whether it's a restaurant or whatever, you got to have great people around you and you've done a great job, you know, surround yourself with those people. So um, very lucky to have them. Yeah. I really am. And they stuck so, with me through the COVID. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of curious. So this, uh, you know, one of the, one of the fears that you're kind of noted for, <laughs> it's, I think it's train wreck. I think is kind of, is that kind of the, the, uh, shining star one of the first ones that got it kicked off it's one of the beers that you don't drink no because you like the stuff right. that is uh very clear clear and bubbly <laughs> that's lacking a lot of flavor almost it's like a seltzer really is what you like like a truly uh, well, I, wouldn't like. go, I wouldn't go that far but i would say bud and bud light <laughs> from fabiano brothers you know because no doubt about it supporters of chippewa football but, there you go mac uh, yeah uh, good man i did it in there good but, plug uh, yep very good yeah, those but, uh, boys are they treat us well they distribute our products so they yeah. uh they do us well they do us good as well so so how did you there. how did you come up with this this train wreck thing and, and tell us kind of a little bit about that yeah, so it started off as a recipe, oh, I want to say maybe 10, 12 years ago at our, at our main microbrewing facility, our production facility, for a fall harvest beer. You know, it starts to get cold. You want something with some flavor to it, a little bit of heat with the alcohol going down when you're drinking it, a little bit of nose on the end that you can actually have a little bit of that afterglow. And uh, I said, this is a good beer, you know. And so what do we got here? So, you know, it's made with Michigan maple syrup, which we're known for in the middle part of the state here some Michigan honey, you know, those are two sugars that really ferment and give a nice flavor profile of the beer, dark, rich, amber flavor and color. And uh, I said, you know, I think this thing's got to run itself through the entire year, but we need to come up with some kind of a name. And someone said, man, that thing wrecks me all the time. And I'm like, hmm. So we focus obviously on our train themes because uh, our main restaurant's on the train track. So we ended up with the train wreck, you know, and uh, came up with some fun you know, imaging with it, some logos, those type of things. And that's turned into be our, it's our flagship beer. It sells 50% of all our products out of the microbrewery over there across all of Michigan in kegs, bottles, and cans, along with uh, Northern Indiana as well. 
Wow. And uh, we're lucky to have the trademark on Trainwreck Amber Ale uh, for the entire uh, U.S., for the entire United States. So if we do decide to continue with that expansion and have other breweries pick that up and brew it um, under our licensing, uh, we, we could see this going farther across the U.S. if possible. But i got to caution you. At about 8.5% uh, alcohol, you can turn into a train wreck pretty quick. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's great to fun. cook with, too. So good to cook with, good to consume. But, you know, you, you have seven or ten pints of those. It, uh, you feel it when you stand up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine there's a reason, uh, you know, Bud and Bud Light uh, from Fabiano yes. Brothers is kind of what it's all about. But uh, yeah, then it, that, that that's really good. But, uh, well, Jim, I got to say, this was a blast, don't you think, Adam? <laughs> Huh? This is awesome. I'm I'm very hungry, and I'm I'm a big fan of the train wreck as well. So I definitely I'm definitely feeling like I need to get over there to to one of your spots soon, Jim. So, we just got to do this show uh, right from the summit one of these days. You know, we'll do it live when we can. Uh, we're allowed to do that, and we can have some burn ends, and you can you can hear the inside of the restaurant and uh, enjoy life a little bit when we can do this in person. Hopefully, you know what? I think that'd be great, Adam. I don't know that I'd get any work out of you if we were in there and you. You having train wreck and burn ends, I'm not sure what, what that would end up like, Adam. Yeah, my my mouth would be full. You'd be doing all the talking, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. No, we can make I, that happen, I, though. No, no Coach, I, thanks for having me on. It's been uh, it's been a great time uh, talking with you. I'm um, looking forward to, to getting you in person again, too, and uh, getting together. Well, I, I, in case anybody hasn't, and, and I know they go to your places, but they got to go check out that, that darn pizza oven that you put in because, uh, wow, that, that has really changed the look of that place and and I think really <laughs> done a heck of a job. So my hat's Thank off you. to you and Thank getting you. through this. And although we're not through it by any stretch of the imagination, uh, hanging out on the back end, I just love what you said about, you know, going through hell, but on the backside, we're going to end up stronger and, and better for it. So. I know you will, too, just like the chip was. Jim, I appreciate it, and my best to Karen as well. And you, too, as well. Thanks, Mac, for everything, and I look forward to getting together when we can uh, do, it, uh, do it more often. There you go, bud. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, sir. Well, thanks so much for Jim Holton coming on here, and, man, Coach Mac, I'm, I'm hungry right now. He's talking about no. all that great food at all of his spots and what a job he's done throughout the Mount Pleasant and mid-Michigan community, but... I'm hungry after all of that. You know, and I don't blame you. And, uh, you know, I just, there's so many uh, people in the restaurant business that, um, you know, we've gone out to and and have stepped up to help our program and Jim being one of them. um, You know, I just can't, you know, can't say enough how much it means to us. And, And, you know, part of my goal, we talked about it, I think, all the way back on, I think it was probably uh, podcast number eight. No, it might even been four. But part of my goal was, you know, what we had and our ability to uh, feed our guys, you know, going out and actually going into the community and and getting some of those businesses involved. And and it's been great to see. And uh, some people have really helped us. And and Jim's been there since the start. Um, Can't tell you uh, what a great guy he is. And and really good places that he has uh, to eat and, and and have a cold beverage at uh, here in town. Yeah, he's got a lot of great spots to choose from. Uh, again, Mountain Town Brewing, of course, Camille's Prime, Summit Smokehouse, all excellent options. And then if you want to drive down the road a little bit, as he mentioned, Alma Brewing Company is right downtown Alma. So all great spots, and I think the best part is just there's different selection at all the different ways. It's not like you're getting the same food at each of the spots. They're all unique with, with seafood or with grilled food or with barbecue. I mean, there's a whole selection from all the spots that he's got. So depending on what you're feeling that afternoon or that night, he's got you covered typically at one of his spots. No doubt about it. And like you, like like he mentioned, you know, something uh... – you know, different than what you're going to get in your chain restaurants. Um, and, and they do a great job, but this gives you kind of that one off, uh, some, some specialties, you know, items, items. And, and, uh, you know, he's got a great staff. He mentioned it. People are so friendly, uh, in there and, and, um, you know, he's done a great job and assembled a great team. 
All right, Coach Max. So you said I got to get the chicken wings at uh, the yeah. smokehouse. Yep. And uh, the smoke chicken wings. You got to get the pig mac. I mean, it's kind of it's it's got part of your name in the sandwich, but it's it's slow roasted pulled pork, mac and uh-huh. cheese with smoked bacon, on open face Texas toast with a little onion, and it's unreal good. Well, you know, you you actually said one thing that made a lot of sense right there: bacon. Bacon, exactly. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure anything. I, I, in fact, I think you can have anything with bacon, and it's going to taste great. Darn straight. Bacon makes everything better. That's right. All right, Coach Mack. Well, thanks again for for doing this episode 20 in the books, and uh, looking forward to episode 21 coming up next week. That's right. And uh, you know, you mentioned episode 21. You know, the couple times I've ever played blackjack, for some reason, I always felt like I was playing on a 22 table. I don't think I ever played on a 21 table. Yeah, but, you and me uh, both. I don't usually yeah. have very much luck with that. <laughs> there you go. But uh, anyway, great as always, Adam. You did fun to be with you. And, and uh, you know what? I think uh, hopefully some things loosen up a little bit, and maybe we can take these to one of those places here soon. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, we'll we'll continue to keep everybody posted, but – We've got some ideas coming up here in the coming weeks to try and get some more content out and, and maybe visit some different places. So certainly stay tuned, but but happy to have at least the podcast going every week so we can talk with you, Coach, talk some Chippewa football, and just kind of see how things are going as we maneuver through this crazy year. Well, and as I said, man, it was great being at practice and just seeing the guys fly around and have a good time. It, uh, you know, it really does warm your heart this time of year. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back out there with him soon and, and uh, you know, getting us a little bit better. And I'm going to log on to Twitter right now and make sure I, I go to the co- – I'm going to go to Coach Mac's page and, and mark down I want an update the next time he tweets because that's going to happen sometime this week of, of the football helmet. That's I'm, I'm putting it on you. We'll see if you can pull it off. Oh, geez, I tell you what, you, you are putting pressure on me right now. That's <laughs> just, just exactly what I need. You know, Coach Mack thought he was going to have the pressure of winning football games here in the fall. Instead, he's got Adam Jackson telling him to tweet things out. <laughs> That's right. Well, I love it, man. This was fun. And uh, looking forward to number 21 next week. All right, Coach, sounds good. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you then. All right, buddy. Bye.